You're listening to 14 Minutes of Sass, a That Was Now production. Um, I do tend to get up pretty early. Isn't it crazy? If we fail with this one, I think I need to get a job. I'm an artist. I'm a painter. Started this company in my garage. It's actually pretty amazing. The world needs to know that this exists. And that was the moment when actually this light bulb went on. Sometimes when you have a problem, it's an occasion to shine. Everything in life gets better when you take better care of yourself. It's horribly geekish, but you know, it is what it is. Today on the podcast, Ilan Rasha. Nice thing about software, it's never tired, it's never lazy, it doesn't need to go to sleep. Uh, so it can listen not to one call, but to all of your calls. Our system can actually coach the, the C players and the B players to be like the A players. And it starts from very simple things like, you know, talk less. Stop your conversation after a couple of minutes and ask the customer if they got it. Ilan talks to Stephen about his life and passions. Co-founding Gong was a great opportunity for Ilan to immerse himself in his passion for pattern recognition and machine learning. In its first two years of operation, Gong raised 26 million for its mission to use conversational intelligence to augment our abilities to communicate effectively. Gong's initial focus is on sales effectiveness, but the solution is applicable to areas like customer support and HR. Elon Reshev doesn't waste time watching TV. He's been an entrepreneur since the age of 16 and reads scientific papers for fun. He talked with me about his love of AI and conversational intelligence at Lisbon's Web Summit. So many companies build applications designed to empower star performers, but with Gong, Elon's on a mission to strengthen and to an extent democratize the success of entire teams. Elon, great to see you. Same here. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, uh, who you are, and just a brief summary of your life so far? Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm from a technical background, studied computer science back in the days. Um, I actually had my own software company at the age of 16, which uh, taught me a little bit about uh, being an entrepreneur. Um, I've founded a company called Web Collage in the e-commerce infra- infrastructure space. Solid a few years ago, and in the last couple of years, uh, I've been uh, one of the founders and CTO at Gong, uh, which brings uh, conversation intelligence to uh, sales teams. If you were to name one person in your career that's uh, influenced you, your tech career. Oh, there's so many. You know, I try to uh, really kind of learn from everybody. Um, I think for most people, you know, in the beginning of the way, people tend to be more influential. Uh, One of the people that taught me a lot was the uh, co-founder of uh, Magic Software Enterprises, one of the first companies I worked with. He's a really genius guy and made uh, a 4GL product back in the, I think it was the 80s, and really got it to be uh, almost everywhere. Learned a lot about architecture and product from from that uh, person by the name of Yoni. Name one tech trend that really excites you at the moment. Yeah, there's so many, but it's really, I really believe, you know, it's a little bit a cliche these days, but uh, the the world of uh, AI and machine learning is is becoming uh, prevalent. Um, I'm almost looking at software as being uh, in three generations, where the first generation is just storing data. Uh, Second generation is bringing a little bit of process on top of that, things like CRM, ERP. And now it's the third generation, which all systems are becoming more and more smart. So in some cases, maybe automotive software will replace some of the jobs. But I think in most cases, it will not replace our job, but will help us be better, guide us, take away some of the boring stuff that a computer can really do. 
One very striking statement on your website says that you can bring the B's and the C level player sales guys right up to the level of the star players. Tell me a little bit about how you can do that. Sure, it's actually pretty amazing because if you think about it, if you or I were to listen to a couple of sales calls and one of them was a good one, another one was a bad one, not sure we can tell the difference. It's really hard. Professionals find it hard to do this. But the nice thing about software, it's never tired, it's never lazy, it doesn't need to go to sleep. Uh, so it can listen not to one call, but to all of your calls. And when we deploy our software, we don't deploy it, it's SaaS, but when, we, when customers start using our software, our system listens to the uh, conversations, it converts the audio to words, it converts the words to sentences, and starts finding patterns. Once it finds a pattern, do this, don't do that, it can actually guide the coach, the, the, the C players and the B players to be like the A players. Um, so there's almost nothing that even sales managers need to do. They can also listen to calls and they can provide their own two cents, which all of our customers do. But the intent is that more and more of this uh, job is going to go to the uh, machine that's going to help you do things. And it starts from very simple things like, you know, talk less. Listen, stop your conversation after a couple of minutes and ask the customer if they got it, etc., etc. It doesn't take rocket science to do that, but it's actually very impactful for a sales rep. I can remember uh, working in Salesforce and uh, the better guys in sales, they were always encouraged <laughs> to write up was. their great success stories and share them. And it was time consuming. Of course, they're the very guys that don't want to spend their time doing that. I think this is an elegant way to solve that and also to save that time. So that's a pretty phenomenal value prop. Yeah, and we kind of architected the system around that. So uh, for every conversation, you can put comments inside a call. You can mention people. So if you want other people to be aware of it, there's actually a library where you can put in your like great moments and, and things of that sort. You know, we were surprised initially to see really like CEOs coming into the tool and listening to the uh, successful sales conversations. Because believe it or not, most CEOs don't really, don't really have visibility into what's going on in the field. And instead of shadowing and attending meetings and taking airplanes and what have you, they can come in five minutes at night, listen to a couple of conversations. You've written that GAFA are, or Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple are, are monopolizing our, our markets and monopolizing our data. And of course, uh, there's a lot of truth in that. Um, and right now we're their product. They sell our data to third parties which is something I'm uncomfortable with. I think a lot of people are, even though I also think they're amazing companies. I love the companies as well. But do you think a day will come when we can accommodate GAF in a different way um, and disruption will occur and we'll own our own data again and we'll even be able to monetize it? Sure. You know, so I'm a little bit concerned with saying things against Google because I do love my Gmail account and I might <laughs> find it shut down one day. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, but more seriously, you know, obviously these companies are great companies, great tech companies. They have lots of innovation. You know, I'm, I really admire companies like Amazon who keep launching products every six months like they were a big startup. Me too. Uh, at the same time, um, they do own our data and they do own a big part of our lives. And you know, I'm yet. You know, I'm not a hist I'm not. I didn't major in his history, but you know, I can't recall a king who suddenly decided they don't want to be a king anymore. <laughs> so I don't think think they're going to give away power voluntarily. It's just not going to happen. No. But I do hope that regulators um, come into play at some stage, and you know, basically block things like mergers in the space or force them to split down, like the things that were happening with AT and T and even Microsoft back in the days. And because at some point, you know, going back to the king, king's analogy, you know, kings are going to take as much tax as they can. 
and these guys are going to take as much of our privacy as they can and it's fair game because that's how uh, they're being measured in the uh, stock market so it's up to us and, uh, and the regulation to kind of put put it put an app like put the, the line and say you know this this is allowed and this is not allowed i wish this would happen one day so bringing it back to gone what's your vision for the long term for the future uh, of your conversation intelligence platform? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we started with conversation intelligence because we feel that a lot of the information in the sales um, domain is in the conversations, right? You write emails, but most of the emails are, right, let's meet at 3 p.m. or here's a document or whatever. And conversation is really what, what matters. It could be in person, it could be over the phone. Um, but where the, the market, I think, is heading or where the whole industry is heading is eventually 10, 10 years from now, with, with or without Gong, every salesperson is going to have some sort of a think of it as an assistant or manager or um, gopher, whatever. <laughs> uh, somebody who's going to do their day-to-day -day job of sending emails, replying, scheduling meetings, telling them, helping them, like, uh, you did this, you committed to this, here's an action item, you didn't follow up, here's an account that's hot, you didn't, you didn't send an email to that account and so on. You know, we think we're well positioned to be that, like, um, layer of intelligence above the CRM and we're certainly heading very fast in this direction there are many things that we're gonna see next year from coming from gong in this direction um, and you know hopefully it's gonna be us but with or without gong the world is gonna have that third tier of uh, intelligence in, in the sales domain okay, and do you have good integrations and good traction with uh, one or two of the big CRM players right now oh yeah I think most of our customers use salesforce.com you know it's obviously <laughs> the uh, big uh, behemoth in this uh, this domain we're integrated into, I think, all of the uh, web conferencing tools, like the WebExes and the GoToMeetings and the Zooms and the BlueJeans of the world. We're integrated with most of the dialers, like the new voice medias and the Ring Centrals and the talk tests of the world. Um, so yeah, I think in, in the SaaS world, it's all about being part of the ecosystem because otherwise people have to uh, assemble their own solution, which is kind of why they're buying SaaS, just to get it working out of the box. Do you have any uh, thoughts or philosophy around uh, customer success and employee success, partner success, around how you go about ensuring uh, that that happens in Gong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I think customer success is one of the critical functions of SaaS. People underestimate it. In the end of the day, if you see churn, there's no way you can grow. So if you lose 20% of your, it doesn't matter, customer revenue, dollars, whatever, every year, then you got to fight again to do it. So we're growing very fast because we have negative churn. Our customers not just don't abandon us, but they kind of expand all the time uh, because it's part of you know, what we build the company to do. Um, we have great reviews, but that's because we spend so much energy on customer success. The role of that function is really to help customers utilize the product as well as possible because in the end of the day, they don't know the product as well as our own teams does, but they, they own the pain and they own their problem. So helping them kind of marry the product, the functionality with, with the pain and how do you solve the pain, it's a critical function. And you know, if you don't do it right, in my opinion, um, there's just no way to grow fast as SaaS companies. As an entrepreneur, as a human being actually, you know, what's your reason to get up in the morning? Well, I'm, in, in the end of the day, you know, I told you I'm kind of, you know, I majored in computer science. I did my first and second degrees in computer science. And in the end of the day, I'm a geek, right? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I, I kind of wake up in the morning, you know, one, one thing is obviously getting going to be successful. I'm the co-founder co and I'm committed to doing that. But other than that, it's, it's a lot about learning new stuff, learning, you know, in, in a few years ago, it was about getting up to speed with AI, machine learning, deep learning, and all of these things. I take Coursera courses, I go to university courses, just like come in and, you know, just sit, sit down there. 
I actually believe that where we are right now as a, as a society, especially the tech society, you just have to spend, I don't know if the number is five or 10 or 12 hours in a week, um, just to kind of be up to speed with what's happening. It doesn't matter, certainly in the AI domain, but in almost every domain, just to kind of stay as, as good as you are or, or let alone become, become better. You just got to learn it and you got to love it to do it because otherwise you're just not going to do it. So I love it. You know, my wife keeps uh, joking at, at, at me because, you know, I come home and, you know, I spend some time with the kids and then they go to sleep and I don't watch TV. We don't have TV at home. And I kind of print like a scientific paper, like a real one from, from, uh, from like a conference or something. And I start reading it. That's, you know, one of the ways, and I hate to admit it, one of my ways of having fun, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's horribly geekish, but, you know, it is what it is. I'd love to ask you what your daily routine is. How does a normal day for Ilan Reshev go? Oh, uh, that's horrible, right? Because I got two kids. <laughs> so too. the routine, <laughs> you got two tickets, yeah. So it's, you know, it's at the time and they're like not too, uh, you know, still uh, seven and, and, and ten. So, you know, a lot of the daily routine is around, you know, waking in the morning, getting them back, getting them to school, getting them back to, from school, spending some time with them and, you know, being at work. So unfortunately, it's those years in life, we, you, you don't get to do so many adventurous things. Uh, um, not at this stage, anyway. What's the one personal quality, Island, that you feel has helped you succeed more than anything else in life so far? You've done very well. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Um, not sure there's, there's uh, really uh, one. I, I feel like one of the underappreciated qualities in, in business people, really, like in, in people in the, in the industry, is um, empathy and compassion. Um, people talk a lot about, um, you know, how do you keep employees engaged and how do you do this and how do you do that. But I think if it comes, you know, if somebody is truly empathizes with, with, with people and, you know, feels their needs, I think it's, uh, you know, the whole quote unquote karma, you know, it's kind of new age thingy, which I don't believe in the concept, but the, the, the reality behind it is, you know, stuff is going to be, is gonna, it's going to reflect in, especially in, if you're running a company or part of a running company it's going to reflect in the, in, in the environment. Arlen Reshev, that was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Same here. Thanks for inviting me here in Web Summit. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS, a That Was Now production. Brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins, and me, Nick Curtis-Davis. Special thanks to Katza for the music, provided under a Creative Commons license. 